0: Good morning. Good morning. I greet you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen. I've been promised this time that the acolytes didn't dismantle the pulpit like they did the first service, so. Okay. But like the message, what we hear, God is calling. We hear that same message come across to us from the readings in the gospel this morning. We hear the overbearing theme of many are called. Few are chosen. This weekend was a a great weekend of that expression of of God's calling in his church. Yesterday we had a uh, quinceanera service here for Father Daniel Lizarga. As many of you know, he is one of the um, pastors at Christ Our King. That's Father Isaac's old place. And um, he handles the Hispanic ministry there. But one of the main points that I was pondering last uh, night as they were going through the homily is, And by the way, the verse is brought to us from Spain uh, when they used to call females into court um, as they were becoming of age. But one of the readings that he had on there is that Jesus spoke a calmness to the storm. And Jesus spoke many things. But even more so, his disciples that were in the boat with him in the Sea of Galilee called out to him. They called. Jesus answered. They were his chosen ones. And so likewise, when we come into this preseason of Lent, we think about many are called and few are chosen. What does that mean? What does it represent? How is that manifested in our lives? Well, let's think about this as we read through the passage of Matthew 20. It says, "For the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning hire laborers for his vineyard." And after getting with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And going out about a third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and to them said, you go into the vineyard too, and whatever is right, I will give you. And so they went, and going out about six sixth hour and the ninth hour, he did the same. And about the 11 hour, he went out and found the others standing and said to them, why do you stand here idle all day? One of the things to remember is that God does marvelous things in our lives. In pre-Lent service, you'll see that it's up to adjustment of 70 days coming from the Latin before the Resurrection. It's a time of preparation. We put away the Alleluia's, we put away the Glorias. You know, we wear purple as a sign of royalty. It's also a sign of remembrance, a memorial. A thing about who's going to be risen again. You know, and, and Father Isaac will get in, and I will get into arguments about this sometimes about how. I think Christmas is more important than the resurrection. It doesn't matter because it's all pointing back to Jesus, right? I'm a Christmas boy. I can't, I can't hide it. But even at that, God calls us out. It's an exhortation to come and work in his vineyard. But in the story, though, you know, we can't help our human frailty. We have people who say, hey, wait a minute. He got paid the same as I did. Well, God gives his recompense. doesn't matter where you've started on your journey. Some of us have been Christian all of our lives. Some of us are just coming into the faith. But regardless, God gives his recompense through his grace and salvation to us. Regardless. Jesus says, I love you. And if you love me, follow me. I think one of the other things, too, is that how beautiful is to see some of these connections in our liturgy. Before we get there, let's read on a little bit further. He said, they said to him, because no one has hired us, he said to them, you go into the vineyard too. And when, he, and when the evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last to the first. And When those hired about the eleventh hour came, each of them received a denarius, or their payment. Now when those hired first came, they thought they would receive more. But each of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house, saying, These least worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day of the scorching heat. But he replied to them, Friend. And notice how that, that simple parable, it's like Jesus saying, My beloved, friend, called. I'm doing you no wrong. Do you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you. I choose to give this to the last worker as I give to you. So God's love outpouring doesn't matter. He's going to save us. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. As a father, as a school administrator, and as a priest, how so often do I see that, see that scene in my life where it's, even though I may have a grudging about serving others first, because it, it, it's tough, it, it's, it's one of those fine lines to walk, you know, my, my stomach's aching, I haven't eaten all day, you know, but I need my kids to eat, I need my high schoolers, I need my parishioners to feed on the word of God, even though my strength is failing me because there is no health in me. How so more is that in our own lives, right? And think about that. Well, and, and on a side note, you know, I, one of those things as a parent that I will miss is eating the leftovers of my children. So, but <laughs> hey, you know, I'm not humbled to gather the crumbs. But to think about that, God's love is unendless. It's unbound. And it doesn't matter. Our recompense and our reward is found in Him. The last, the first will be last and, I'm sorry, the last will be first and the first will be last. For many are called and few are chosen. Those of you who are in ministry, those of you who are parents, those you who are here in this church, those who have been in the military, you understand what that calling is. A lot of people are called. You know, the other day I was um, trying to sell some of my students at home's. Uh, to take an AP class. And I tell them that it's a tough road ahead. It's not easy, these courses, you know. And it, it's many a time on the journey, you might feel like you're this grudging person where it's, you know, I should have gotten this because I did this, and God gives his measurement. And they still look at you like, well, lead me. Where is Jesus leading you in his life? Or in your life, I'm sorry. What is he calling you to do? Many are called. Listen to that. Many are called. It's the hearing. Do we listen to the call and enter into the vineyard? We don't know what we're gonna get, you know. And you think about it. If you leave San Antonio, you um, you drive out to the rural parts. It's not that far. I don't know, like 10 minutes. You're already out of the city. You see these daily workers. You know, maybe they're country guys out there working their butt off, and then. Think about it, like, they got a new guy coming on in the last couple hours, and then the guy who owns the ranch is going to pay them the same thing. Well, dude, hey, man, like, I've been working all day. It doesn't matter, you know? God doesn't have a, a limit on anything. His love is boundless, you know? Or if, uh, <laughs> if I was to think in, in my, my own native tongue, right, I'd be like, hey, orale, man, like, what, what happened? Like, I was supposed to get something more than that. no. No, no, no. Many are called few are chosen. Many are called. I don't know why God's called us to be here. He's called us here for something. And I think that he's called us here, it's called to minister to one another. One of the great things about our Anglican tradition is that while, yes, we recognize Jesus wants to have a personal relationship with each and every one of us, we do it together. We do it like in the first... Um, uh, the first you know, uh, 12 apostles, they were called, they were chosen. There are many above them that Jesus said, follow me. They didn't follow, you know. Think about that. And then being last. Think about how many times where, you know, you, you, you've, you've got to do something. You've got to be the first one. You've got to be there. To, and, it, and it doesn't go your way because something, somebody or something else comes before that. And you're called to serve, even though you may, you may be like the persons in here who have a grudge against maybe the situation. You know, I think it's very applicable in our lives. Many are called, few are chosen. Think about that. One of the funniest moments that I ever had was... I was, uh, I was being, getting ready to be ordained a deacon, and this was in Dallas. And at the last minute, I didn't want to be one of the chosen. Um, I started unvesting as quick as I could. I was like, no, it's not for me. And um, before I could um, make it to the car, uh, my, old, my former bishop in the Diocese of Quincy, Bishop Morales, I felt his big old Puerto Rican arm pull me back. He says, where are you going? <laughs> to the bathroom, Father Bishop. To the bathroom. Oh, okay. You're chosen. Right? And I think about that word. He says, you're chosen. And I think that's the word, that, the message that God has for us today. You, through the parable and Jesus speaking is that I have called you by name. You are called. But you're called to be the last among the first. You're called to serve. Because you are my chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.